And we are the Extra Sisters, so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to episode 160, and in this episode, we are going to be discussing The Nightingale from 2018? Yes, I think so. Yeah, 2018. (laughs) Also, would like to start this off with a trigger warning. This is very sexual assaulty, so please, if that is something you do not want to hear discussions about, I really highly recommend you skip this one. Also, another content warning for this is a film that is happening during colonialism. It's in mm-hmm. colonization. So intense racism. And yeah, so would just so so you know, if that, these are things you're not comfortable hearing about or you're exhausted hearing about, may want to skip this one. Right. So that being said, this is my first time seeing this film. It does not sound like it is your first time seeing this film, though. It is not. I heard Chris Stuckman. You guys have heard us talk about him. He's a film reviewer that we follow. I heard him talk about this, and he said it was like one of his favorite films of the year, and that it was so amazing. So I checked it out a year or two ago, and I fell in love with it as well. Like, it's a hard film to watch, but it's amazingly done right and it's not what I don't know why like even just looking at the Rotten Tomatoes there's I don't know if it's just because it is foreign which I believe it's an Australian film yeah it was done by the same director who did the Babadook yeah Jennifer Kent and it doesn't have a ton of like fewer than 50 audience or verified ratings on Rotten Tomatoes from the audience, which is really low. And so I don't know if it's just not talked about very much or if it wasn't watched very much. So I don't, cause I had maybe briefly heard about this film, but I honestly don't really remember hearing much about it. And it only brought in about 900,000 at the box office. Yeah, same. I think I like briefly heard about it and didn't really think about it again. And then I saw Chris Stuckman actually reviewed it. And that's when I heard about it again. And there's only two release dates on its page for Venice and Australia. So I don't know if it got a wide release in the U.S. It may have been one of those like limited release mm-hmm. films and select theater release dates. This is not a film that is something that I could see being easily digestible for audiences. So absolutely. Yeah. I could definitely see that being a select theaters kind of film, because if you just go in for to this film, not knowing what it is, you know, this is kind of a hard one to go into not knowing what it is because it could definitely trigger a lot of people. And if you don't know that going into it, that could be really harmful. And I'm not saying films like this shouldn't be made, you know, but also it it's kind of one of those where it needs to, we need to kind of normalize, you know, putting trigger warnings before mm-hmm. films like this. So maybe if we do do wide releases of films like this, be like, hey, or maybe when you're buying your film, your ticket online or something mm-hmm. like, you know, trigger warning for sexual assaults. Right. Absolutely. Like Like we have ratings, you know, and R means so much blood and stuff like that. It's like we need another rating that has sexual assault in it and stuff. 
Yeah. And I know the boomers will be like, me, 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 you know, snowflakes. But it's like nobody wants to go to the theater that is a victim of rape or sexual assault when they're not ready to face that, you know. Right. And watch it. this one. We have three. Yeah, we have three rapes that we see on film, like in your face. Yeah. And one of like two or two of them are like multiple people rape the same woman. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes like I struggled watching this film because I, I, we've actually watched a couple films recently when there have been intense rape scenes and not, this doesn't take away from the film, but there you get to a point where you're just really fatigued watching, Mm -hmm. watching it. And I think that's where I'm at. I, I just, I was kind of at a point where I just, and this is like, I think a conversation that we can have, like talking about this movie, even like during, you know, the conversation we have about the plot or now or whatever, Mm -hmm. but this film is really well done. And I, I think that part of the, the takeaway is obviously about what women have had and have to continue to go through but especially when they we still are struggling to get our voices but here there was no voice right absolutely you were you were property back then as a woman and even more so because this is in Australia this is an Irish convict that was sent there you know when they when it was a it was a penal colony so there she's totally ruled over by all the men there right i mean they keep asking her where her papers are yes and even worse so i was looking in the trivia and i guess what would happen is australia and this is actually tasmania but it's right there they would actually send the murderers the rapists the the big criminals the men they would send there they wouldn't send or they would only send some women like she's just a thief So why does she get sent to something that's so intense with murderers and rapists? Because they needed to balance out the female to male ratio on the island. So think of that as well. You're being sent to a penal colony that is full of murderers and rapists as a woman. That's the most unsafe place to be. Right. So, you know, that's, there is like, I'm not I'm not saying films like this should not be made. Let, let's be clear because I we've said that before like about films and their place and like you know we shouldn't even be putting things like this on screen because it's just poorly done. So if you listen to our review of Trauma, we were pretty clear that while there can be political discussion and those me- those you know methods can be used for things like that, we were pretty clear that we did not feel like trauma was one of those films that did that you know and I think this one is but also like I am not a rape victim and so I can't imagine being a victim you know and watching this but I've it it is really just like I'm so tired of watching it dude like it it was it was really hard to watch like it's always hard to watch no you don't have to apologize like that's that's not what I'm saying it's just like I like watching, you know, like this is a revenge film Mm -hmm. and it's definitely, I felt, 
it's a revenge film for two people. So mm-hmm. it's hers. Her name is Claire. And we'll get into her story in a moment. And then there's a man named Billy in this. And his actual name is Manjana. And, but his, he goes by Billy. And it's his too, because his land has been colonized by white people and his people have been killed by white people and so it's his revenge story as well mm-hmm. and it I don't really know how to eloquently express this but it was just you know I could if I didn't watch someone get raped in a film for the next like year or more I'd be solid you know like mm-hmm. but sometimes you don't know right like Because we use it as a device so often, and I think that's also a conversation that's worth having. Like, in this film, this is less horror than it is more like, I guess, a drama, but also there are horror elements to it. Like, kind of it falls under, like, a very broad genre umbrella, if that makes sense. Right. It's it's like I spit on your grave, but more historical. Yeah. A little less gore. Yeah. You know, but But there's still some of that. Like we definitely see and we see Aboriginal killings, you know, where they like throw spears at people and things like that. Right. So, you know, I think that like for a while, it's even like if I didn't see like a film like I spit on your grave for a while, I'd be chilling because it's like this one I liked because it was like a historical piece but i know that there are films coming out that like like i really want to see the last duel but now i'm just kind of like yeah you know because i think the plight of the woman is just like so in your face all and it should be it should be and i'm not saying it shouldn't be but like as a woman sometimes it's just like you just grieve so much for that you know that but also don't panic because it's not just rape throughout the whole thing like there there are some instances but it it's also a friendship movie it's like you have these two people she is an irish convict he is an aboriginal they call them the blacks and she thinks that he's bad he thinks that she's bad because he thinks that she's british they both hate each other basically and then it's a a joining of that slowly throughout the movie until they become best friends and i thought that was incredibly sweet yeah well and i'm not saying it's all throughout the film it's just like it starts off that way and then Mm -hmm. you also get one about midway through the film because they kidnap a an indigenous woman and do the same thing to her and we have even after the one right in the beginning we have a very brutal rape because we have our our irish convict who is then raped in front of her husband and her baby is crying and they shoot her husband and slam her baby against the wall so they kill her whole family and gang rape her And that's where we get to our revenge tale because she basically takes her dead child to the, the magistrate or whoever, the head of this colony. And he basically tells her, Oh, I'll write a letter up to the next town to just let them know what happened. So he's not going to do anything. He doesn't fucking care. So then she goes on this revenge of tracking this guy down through the bush, through this very dangerous 
part of Tasmania and to kill him for what he did to her family and her. I mean, I would. Yeah, absolutely. And in order to do that, she needs someone who's a tracker who has lived there their whole lives, who knows how to get through the bush. And that's how we come across this man, Billy, who will help her along. And then the rest of the film is really about them and their journey to go get these guys. Yeah. Which is this movie's about two hours and maybe 15 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. It's a 136 minute runtime. So it's not like it's forever long, but, and also there's a lot of in between where they're, they're are, they're tracking and they're talking and they're getting to know each other. And there is a lot of, you have to also, bring a present day the way that you know billy and claire are interacting it's also can be you know a little like like it just makes you like coil up inside but when by the end claire's understanding his experience Mm -hmm. you know absolutely because they even have a talk by the fire and it's one of my favorite things where he's calling her you know british and she's one she's just one of the whites that have done this like she's one of the red coats and she she's like i'm irish i hate them just as much as you do and talks about the things that they did to her and what she's had to go through and he talks about what he had to go through he lost his entire family and then was basically taken to a new part of this country and he's trying desperately to make his way back there yeah, so then basically they have a shared mission because they've killed her entire family and they've killed yeah. his entire family. Exactly. And she never actually comes out and says it either. She, So she does find, when they do finally catch up to them, she finds the man that killed her baby. Now, there was three of them that broke into her house that night. And it was really hard seeing Finnick from the Hunger Games I know. rape <laughs> women over and over. I, I know, just, but he did a good job. Like... He's an asshole, but he's such a good actor. Oh, no, yeah. The acting in this was top tier, Mm -hmm. like through and through. Sam Claflin did a really good job. Claflin? Doesn't matter. But it was like, I knew he looked familiar right when I saw him. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So they have, like, this shared mission. And so he is taking her. And also, like, at first not quite protecting her and then he ends up realizing that she is going to kill them like that's what her mission is and he's like oh all right cool Mm -hmm. and then also then kind of starts protecting her more because as we're going through this wilderness too like Kristen was saying there are rapists and murderers and they see a woman out on her own without a man they're like I bet Right, you know? absolutely. But then there's just the nature things. Like, she crosses a river and almost drowns. And we're also in, like, one of the deadly parts of the world that has spiders that'll just kill you and things like that. So it's definitely a dangerous journey that she's going on. Right. So when we do finally, I mean, we have all of that in between, which is what makes the movie runtime longer, but it's not like a drawn out type thing that shouldn't be there because there's all of these things happening in between. Like when she sleeps, she's dreaming of her, her husband and her baby coming back and basically kind of giving her messages and things like that. And Mm -hmm. she's trauma dreaming as well, you know? Yeah. 
And she's also not breastfeeding. So she's like in a lot of pain. Yeah. Like, and I'm assuming getting mastitis as well. Yeah. Like her, her body thinks that this milk should be going somewhere, but she has nowhere to go. And she'll eventually dry up, but it'll take some time. And instead, Billy helps her basically with a paste that his aunt used to make that she can put to help dry it up faster. So he can, it it takes a while. She doesn't want his, I mean, you got to assume that she's an Irish Catholic. Yeah. So she doesn't want any of his quote unquote voodoo or any of that on her. But eventually she comes around to it once they start becoming more friends in this, once they really start to understand each other, and he's able to help her out through this. Yeah. And when he does help her find them, they are on their tails. And they. this is after, like I mentioned before, they kidnap a native black woman and tie her up to their wagon, the soldiers do. There's only like five of them. To start with, there's the three that broke into her house, a young child that is a criminal mm-hmm. because he's an orphan. So he mm-hmm. was probably caught stealing to survive. And there's like one other random guy with them. So it's not like there's a whole like army of people. Right. It's just these five men and they also have a tracker and a, a guide basically that is another black man a black indigenous man and so they are traveling and they catch up to them and they have taken this woman and tied her up to brutalize her but her family her tribe finds her and which i love that they tracked her down yep and they spear the man that killed her baby, which was the only one that didn't rape her because he, he clearly is the only one in this group that has guilt associated with what they did. He didn't want to be there. And he was, they were yelling at him to shut the baby up, shut the baby up, shut the baby up. And then he just slammed it against a wall. Yeah. And he felt bad about that. And he has remorse for that, but obviously the deed's already been done. Right. And he's, tried to smash her head in with the butt of his rifle because that was he wanted to finish it and kill her off these guys did but he didn't actually do a good enough job and she woke up just knocked her out yeah so the that man gets speared in the leg and wanders off from the group and they just leave him and they just they find him and she tracks him down and shoots him in the other leg and he falls down and she ends up struggling with him for a minute and then stabbing him to death and billy sees this and he's like i don't want any fucking part of this like this is fucking crazy like what did they do to you to make you do that to that man right and she's just like begging him to stay with her and then he's like all right well i guess Yeah, I mean, he basically, he comes to the conclusion finally because he knows that she's having trouble with her milk and he's like, didn't you have a baby before when she first meets him and stuff like that. So he definitely figures it out that at least her child was killed by these people. Mm -hmm. 
And then he's like, you're not here to find your husband, are you? Like, right. so he also kind of starts putting all of it together that they killed her entire family. I mean, fair. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And like, she even tried, she took her dead child to the like officials and he doesn't even yeah, like, he's like, whatever. Care. Yeah. They basically said that her husband did it, which is so hurtful. Oh my God. Because her husband's such a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, he had to watch his, in his last moments, like watch his wife be raped yeah. and then just tried to help her. Exactly. And the, soldier who is Finnick, he just keeps going oh yeah we've been screwing like mad since she popped out that brat and he's like making it seem like she wants this and not that she's being raped so her husband even had to deal with that conflict of oh my god maybe she doesn't even want me at the end which is just so sad yeah which i think when she's starting to be raped he probably realizes but like but he's being taunted yeah you know and it's just it's awful so the the, and while this is happening and she kills that man they kill the woman that they were holding captive which because they're just spiteful assholes yeah but their guide is also spiteful. <laughs> spiteful yeah, he man. is. He's petty, and I love that. Agreed. So he's like, well, now you're being hunted, so we have to go up this steep mountain path to get around them, and it'll get us to town quicker. So then we have to go up this way. And his name is Charlie. And so as revenge for their being fucking assholes and being inhumane, he diverts them to a dead end on the summit of a mountain. And he said, you want the world. You basically want to colonize the entire world. Here's the best view of it. You can see all of this land you want. Mm -hmm. And then be king up here. Exactly. And the Hawkins, the main asshole doesn't want to kill him. He realizes that he needs him. But his oh, yeah, little, now he's stranded on this fucking mountain. Yeah, this stu- his stupid little minion kills him, and now Hawkins forces him to be their guide, even though he has no idea what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But then Claire and Manjana find Charlie's body, and Charlie to Manjana or Billy was basically his non-blood family. They had formed their own little family unit and he performs his burial rites and it's really sad like he's lost his entire family already and now he just lost someone else that he had basically made his family yeah so now he's out to get revenge too like if he wasn't before he is now right so they find the men and this is it was really upsetting as the viewer, but like, I get it. You're looking down the man that has traumatized you and taken mm-hmm. everything you love. She finds Hawkins and has the high ground as they would say in star Wars <laughs> and shoot like aims a gun at him. And Billy's like, dude, get down. He's going to see you. And he sees her and she doesn't have it in her to, yeah. To shoot it out. She just has all that trauma and PTSD and she freezes 
and runs. Her flight kicks in. Yeah. Instead of her fight, which is a fair response. But it's like he saw her, though. Exactly. So Billy runs after her. But then they left Aiden's horse, Becky, who has been. It's like the only thing she has left of her family. So Billy has to go back and get Becky. And instead he gets caught by these guys. Yeah, it's. It's so unfortunate as a viewer. You are so frustrated. Mm-hmm. Like you get it, but also you're like, just kill that motherfucker. You want her to like get some sort of like power from some rage and just like run after him and stab the fuck out mm-hmm. of him or something. Like, you know, you're just like waiting for something to overtake her, and it's like, ah, right, exactly. But instead, now he's forced to be the guide to take this group into town and she's left all by herself yeah and he does he gets them to the road and they remember they have this child with them the group of soldiers and they basically are like oh so now it's your turn to become one of us and they instruct him to kill billy but he's a child he's got to be like 10 or 11 years old yeah he doesn't want to take a life. And this whole time when they went and raped that poor woman, they, the tribal woman, they, he asked Hawkins, are you hurting her? Because she right. was screaming and he was genuinely concerned for her. And the way that they've been talking about these black people around him, he's genuinely, and like they were talking about Charlie around him their guide he genuinely is like why are we talking about people like this you can see it in his face that he Mm -hmm. doesn't understand why these people are so different than them right so he doesn't have this in him yet racism is taught right right so he now he's being instructed to kill somebody and he obviously doesn't want to so he does pull the trigger, but he misses. And you can kind of tell that he, like, kind of closes his eyes and aims upward. So he never really wanted to hit Billy in the first place. Mm-hmm. But it does get him killed. Yeah, because he gets left alone in this, you know, no man's land. And our fucking asshole even says, I'm going to get to town and tell the cops, basically, to come get you and that you deserve more years for this. So this poor kid's freaking out. And then Hawkins gets annoyed and shoots him. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. It is really sad. Because you also are rooting for this kid to get out of here. Yeah. I really wanted her to come back, get this kid in the end, and for them to, like, be a unit, too. Yeah, this little family. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, not that that would have replaced anything, but it's like... You Start know. a new family, exactly. Like, at least get something... To help through the through the years. Yeah. Take this kid that's been traumatized and you've been traumatized and like at least like help him through it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But so she now is separated from Billy and she is in the middle of the woods and she sees this bird. Yes, which Mangana Billy his name actually means blackbird and he's been telling her that that you know they'll lead us they'll lead the way and she sees this blackbird and it leads her out 
It does. And she finds the path to town and people find her and she's like, is this the main path to town? <laughs> and they say, yeah. And she just starts laughing like a crazy person. Yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and she does end up reuniting with Billy on this path. And when they find each other, it's just like, you can tell they want to hug, but like they're, that's not allowed, you know? Yeah. But also I'm a little confused. Like this main path to town still takes them a whole other day to get there walking the couple she ran into were walking in like their sunday best where the fuck were they coming from because he even says there's nothing back that way so where were you guys going on foot i don't know a plot hole yeah it was weird for them to tell her like yeah exactly maybe they had a car or a car a, <laughs> a wagon car. waiting for them or something right <laughs> i don't know but they do make it into town and they have a fire lit under them because they encounter a chained up group of aboriginal men one of whom in their native language informs billy that he's now the last one of his people and the rest of them have been killed yeah and he's yelling at the captors the white men about how horrible they are and then they just shoot him and they start talking. This is so terrible. They start talking about how they want trophies. And one of them's like, I want the head. And you just see them start to cut one of their heads off. And so now he's really like, all right, I'm going to go kill these white men. Yeah. And they're just walking away. And you can see the trauma on both their faces. Yeah. And you can also tell that Claire is like these experiences that he has had. Like, Yes, exactly. She's no longer he's a black or boy anymore like no he is billy he is my friend and this is what he's had to go through yeah because in the beginning she did not call him by his name it was always like boy Mm -hmm. just called him boy the whole time and when they get there there's actually this man who thinks differently than the rest of the town and takes both of them in and lets billy sit at the table with them and eat yes it's just oh it's heartbreaking but which so sweet isn't like this is his opportunity to know that he's kind of in a safe space Mm -hmm. and he just starts crying and kind of lets it out about how this was his land and his country yeah until it was colonized yeah and they just listen you can tell his wife is racist though oh yeah she like has him eating on the floor and He's not allowed to come sit in the wagon or any of that. But he, our guy who cares, is the man of the house, so fuck her. Which in this case... <laughs> You're right, exactly. I mean, I'm like, not, saying, not saying it's always bad. Sometimes it's for the good. <laughs> Very rarely, but at right. least he's the one that's like not the racist fucking asshole. And also, like, this was native land just like what happened in the united states this Mm -hmm. is what happened to him Mm -hmm. they were just living their fucking lives and then white people showed up right and killed them Mm -hmm. like we're the worst Mm -hmm. god so once they're in town they see hawkins they because they find her horse her husband's horse that he stole and hawkins says i'm going to go tell them that you're stealing my horse and all this other stuff 
But before the constable comes, she walks in and he is just eating and drinking with all of these other high-ranking military officials. And she basically confronts him with everything that he did to her while Billy watches from the window. So good. And he talks about how, you know, what will you do when there are no more women to rape, no more men to kill, no more children to kill, and sings a Gaelic folk song to him. And he starts denying it, but then as she keeps talking, and he's, like, calling her a drunken, you know, like, crazy person, basically, but all these other officers, like, he's losing it, and she's keeping her, co- exactly. like, exactly relatively. Everything, yeah, everything he says, she she doesn't she's not a bitch about it she just brings up another story of something oh what about this oh what about when this happened basically so yeah yeah and so it seems like very plausible because he's losing his shit about it and it looks pretty legit on her end and then she just sings him a song and leaves and then they flee because you know they're the constables coming because you know stolen horse yeah which not that it matters because nothing's gonna happen to him even if he did all those things nothing's gonna happen to him but at least he won't get his promotion which is literally what this whole thing has been about he wants to be promoted to captain i think Mm -hmm. and in order to do well he actually fucked up because he aiden came in drunk made a scene he loses that by the person who's coming to see to review him to see if he can do this position the guy says nope sorry i'm gonna tell him you can't and then he's like okay well i'll just go to town and get it anyway and the guy goes okay but you better get there in like four days so that's why they're going through the bush to get to this town so that he could talk to this guy to get his promotion i bet you anything he didn't get the promotion at least after that yeah so then they are the two of them are lying in the woods that night basically you know just being together they actually hold hands while they're lying down kind of reveling in the experiences that they've had together and he basically says like you know i'm here to protect you and then he gets up and he puts on war paint mm-hmm. and you're like oh shit right and he takes his spears and she wakes up and is like please don't you they're gonna kill you and he goes into that big house that all of the soldiers are in just walks in there goes into hawkins room he's having sex with some girl she climbs up off him and he spears him right in the chest yes and kills him And then he goes into the other soldier that he's been with the whole time that Hawkins has been with and the other man that raped her and had a hand in killing her family. He shoots Billy in the stomach first, but Billy gets back up, goes into his room while he's trying to reload his musket, which thank God takes forever. Mm -hmm. Sticks that spear right through his neck. Yes. Yep. And then they... Yeah, Claire gets him the fuck out of there because now he's, like, bleeding out. Yeah. He tells her... He basically just tells her... Because now we're in the part of the country where he's from. They actually made it up north to where he was from. So he kind of knows the area a little bit. And he tells her, he's like, okay, so you're going to 
follow the river all the way to the ocean. And that's what mm-hmm. they do. And they watch the sunrise. And she sings and he sings. It's sweet. And he, like, declares himself a free man. Yeah. And he made and, it back to his land. Yeah. So while, like, the whole time you wanted her to kill him, it was, like, a better, like, I don't know. You He needed that. Yeah. She I got think, a kill in. Exactly. She was able to kill the man that killed her child. Right. And he was able to kill, basically, someone that, like, symbolized the killing of his people exactly and it may have only been one person one white man and and it was i know it was two but especially hawkins Mm -hmm. but it was still for him rectifying some sort of violence even if it was only a small piece of it he still got to take out someone that had caused so much trauma and pain for both of them Mm-hmm. you know so i mean this film it's very powerful it's very like it's it's definitely not something you can watch in like you know on like spur of the moment let's watch the nightingale yeah, it's you not know? a light watch no definitely not it's very much a, a introspective look into what women were going through at this time, especially when they didn't have any rights or say, not only because she wasn't a woman, but especially because she was a criminal, mm-hmm. even if the crime was hardly worth noting, you know, right. and she was a foreigner and she was taken here. And also being uh, a native on your own land and it being colonized, which colonization is still happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, look at what's happening in Hawaii, for example, even in our own country. It's currently being colonized, which is something to look into. But, yeah, so this film, I think, is, it was really well done, and it was definitely something that was, it's hard to watch, but it's something that is, I think, for uh, Jennifer Kent did a great job at putting it together and making it a piece that needs to be watched, I suppose. Absolutely. I'm sure nobody is surprised by this i love this film it's amazing i I don't we didn't mention that she has a beautiful voice by the way and i I just wanted to mention that because it's gorgeous and she's irish so it brings that to the table for me there's just no bad in this movie for me so five out of five yeah it was i don't have anything technically you know, to be an issue with the film. There's also like even Rotten Tomatoes, like there's one thing that like did that was a I'm I'm like reading through Rotten Tomatoes reviews. I always look for things that like if I think it's like a five out of five film, I always look for things that differ from that and mm-hmm. to see if maybe there's something I missed. The only thing that is said that it's not able to tackle its politics about gender, race, and violence in a nuanced way. You know, it's not really nuanced. It's definitely in your face, but I think that that that's kind of the point. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry, rape and hanging people in the forest is not nuanced either, and that's what happened. And that's part of what our director wanted to do is wanted to show and not sugarcoat what actually happened 
Yeah. You know, somebody else even said the film even nearly falters because of its great emphasis on gratuitous violence, but that was still a high rating from that critic. So, you know, I think that the relentless depiction of trauma was the point. <laughs> so, yes, you know, exactly. but that's not for everyone. And I do understand that. So I think that if you know that going into it, so, you know, for me, like it was a hard watch and I definitely like it put me kind of in a weird headspace. So like for a five out of five for the film, you know, for my own experience, like it definitely, it's like hard for me to say five out of five because like, it's definitely a hard film to watch, but like mm-hmm. technically like that's definitely a five out of five film for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The only other piece of trivia I had, and I'd like to bring this up really quick, just be like to kind of not refute it's someone's opinion, but to refute, what you were just saying about those reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Part of why the rape and stuff is so gratuitous is because the director was also looking into the fact that there these convict women would be held in these deplorable prisons, and sometimes they would be taken out by people like Hawkins, and they would do bad things again and get thrown right back in because she she's like why would they do that why would they want to go back into such a horrible place well probably because the outside world was worse what would make the outside world worse beatings rape stuff like that so that's part of why it's so in your face well and even still like it has an 86 percent from critics and a 73 percent from the audience which is high and again there are fewer than 50 ratings from the audience so it hasn't been rated very many times by audiences there's only one review that's like from a super reviewer basically is what they call it and so take that as you will but Mm -hmm. i mean yeah that that obviously critics still thought very highly of this it's got an 86 percent so and that's with 240 critic reviews so to average those all together it's a very highly rated film yeah definitely so just be aware of what you're going into like be this is on hulu by the way it is not a, a premium hulu you can watch this on your regular hulu subscription for free well with your subscription but it's not like you know you don't need the showtime upgrade or whatever so it is available and you know just be wary of what you're going into and you know have your mind ready for that if you're if you're going into it so that's all my advice would be well thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for our review of the nightingale if you'd like to hang out with us on social media everything is the extra sisters podcast except for twitter which is at the extra sisters and if you would like to follow us on patreon and get in some movie review requests you can go over there it is patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast and next time to catch a monster he must become one till then stay creepy <laughs> <laughs>